listen up. I think we should do a link building campaign to yeah, all the Aaron. foot fetish websites and get that ten dollar a month thing. Mm. Skyrocketing. Jenny's baby. on to something. People uh, like feet. <laughs> that, like send it. Beats. That's a tactic. Send That's it a to tactic. the sure. roof. I do, need, I do need to print out my headshots. I really do feel bad for the people who are. At least and I need to get my feet shots level. out. And my. Yeah, my toe healed so I can start taking feet pics again. No, you gotta take it when it's not healed either. People no, love that. What happened? It was gnarly, dude. They it love was, it. Also, it don't was, you have another yeah, you foot? Feet. You have another foot. Yeah, they want to see the pair, baby. You don't pay for one. You don't pay for one. Well, it's actually it is it is it is feet pick technically, but yeah. it's the plural because. Mm, if you no. if you see a foot, just a foot? You kidding me? I don't know how I don't have here's a foot fetish. So I don't know how it totally here's works, how it works. I don't, imagine uh, if I just I see a foot. I've always, I've always like wondered just like how. I mean, I'm not totally judging. It's just it's always kind of been interesting to me how. I don't have a foot Penny fetish, but I, uh, I was watching the Spike Lee follow-up documentary to when the levees broke, If God is Willing and the Creek Don't Rise. And he was talking about, they were interviewing a couple who met because the dude, uh, A, was transplanted from Katrina to Houston, and B, had a foot fetish, uh, which was so adorable and hysterical. Like It was clear that the wife was like, yeah, but he's cute. Uh, <laughs> he was talking about like she was literally uh, talking about how just everything great. smelled and he was like oh, first thing I gotta find someone with a house like he's gotta hook up with someone that has a house and he noticed her walked up behind her and just kind of looked down at her feet and was like yeah it, it's good to go <laughs> it's so good it, it's so great <laughs> Uh, love comes in, right there. That's, love, love comes in many forms, and you know they make it work. It's so great, and that's what I'm love loving is all watching about. all of the Spike Lee stuff, of which there is just, just like my future wife's gonna love the fact that I love Power Rangers and D I mean, your future wife is gonna be Amy Jo Johnson. Uh, like, let's. Oh, that'd be great. Even though she's twenty five okay. years older than me, ageist. Uh, I, I'm uh, into it. Cougars, like I, I think a cougar is a thing. I have been yeah. one. How so. old? Yeah, you're not cougar? old enough. You're not old enough to be a cougar. Um, I've dated people like that's a few not than me. That's no, that's come on, that's not a puma. No, that's nothing. That's just dating. <laughs> no, just I've dated me. girls who are ten years older than me. <laughs> That you're not even close. You're fine. How about a, cu- a, a cub? Sure. No, because no, I yeah, you are. Aaron, cub. you're so cute. What? I'm a cub. Oh. I'm not like old enough to be a bear in the gay community, so I'm just a cub. Wait, that's an age thing? I thought that was just I think so. enough hair. I thought it was just big and hairy. But you also have to be of a certain age because I'm 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 a cub. It w- it was told to me in great detail, and I I got lost. I was like, I'm Aaron. Aaron, put this bear oh, cub discussion at the front of the episode. If I'm not a cougar, can I be a lioness? 
Sure, Olivia. You can be okay. a lioness. Okay, but it was at least a few months. It doesn't matter! That doesn't that just make you a consenting people. adult. Yeah, that that's just an adult. That doesn't mean exactly anything. Adult, obviously. Oh no! We're two seconds apart! I'm a little I baby! No, I didn't have a problem with it. I'm a little it. baby! This is a few months here. I'm what? a little I baby. <laughs> I'm two minutes younger. I'm not a cradle robber. I'm just. <laughs> I'm saying like. Just... Wait, you're born in February of '92. I'm in October of '92. We can't do this. I'm not. Saying that, I'm saying like I've I've been about that. I asked uh, my sophomore date to June. And if you if you don't put all of this at the front of the episode, I'm going to see to it that you get fired. <laughs> oh no, this is this is Patreon. This is only. hot this tip. Is we gotta we hot. gotta draw them in with the amount of energy that's just being contained. That's yeah, wrong right, and right, right. Uh, Aaron, put this at the top, and then. Uh, put this bumper if you want to find out more and what other biffs and baths we do check out our patreon at patreon.com slash shame watch at the five dollar level i, yeah, I approve it sounds like a thing Alrighty, guys, that's just a little taste of what you can get when you become a part of patreon at our different levels we have different rewards as we always say at the end of the show this was just a little taste of the pre-show bits that we usually do that can be found on our Patreon. So go ahead, check it out if you want to be hearing a little bit more of that day-to-day. And let's go ahead and get into the show for Blade Trinity. Welcome to Shame Watch, a guilt-free dive in those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we look at a movie that either we or our guests love, but society shames them for. We peek in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, keeping the public at bay while watching these movies like the miracles that they are. Today, it's the third time around. We're killing vampires with our two friends, Abby Whistler and Hannibal King. That's right, we're watching Blade Trinity. I'm James Fight. Uh, below me is... Uh, the editor, the great... Ah, oh, that's me, the Aaron com- Omar comfy. Salinas. Big comfy coming in ya. Coming at you hot. Big comfy coming um, in ya. Coming in ya. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Oh, um, first blue joke. <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, dang it. Uh, no. Uh, James, kick it over to me again. <laughs> uh, and our, our editor, our lovely person, our hometown Care Bear... There it is, uh, Aaron Omar Salinas, editor, all-around great guy, big comfy on SoundCloud. Um, it's going to be a great day, y'all. Uh, I'm excited to wrap this up. And below me is our chief archivist of FlatFilms.com. Kenny Madison, chief archivist of FlatFilms.com, helping to put out the podcast each week. Coming in, you baby! <laughs> what? Oh, no, this is what we're yes. reduced to. We're just making blue jokes. No, blow jokes. Oh, no. 83 episodes? 84? 84 I just don't think there's any way to find out. We finally out, reach James. a breaking point. I'm so sorry. Introduce I'm quitting. No, Olivia! <laughs> and, and, and lastly, our lovely social media wizard. <laughs> our lioness. Hey, 
It's our lioness. Um, <laughs> Olivia Slap and Swatis. I do social media, and I am also the co-host for Shame Watch TV on Patreon. Get ready, y'all, because The Bachelorette is coming in September. Oh, snap. And she's also deeply embarrassed to be with us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, friends. I missed last week, so I didn't get a chance to talk about Blade 2. But you listened to the episode, uh, right? It's great. No, I didn't listen to the episode, but it's great. I listen to every episode, and it's great. <laughs> Blade 2 is so good. Yeah. Yo. Blade 2 is a shit ton of fun. Oh, man. Sorry, I, I, I can only watch <laughs> some of it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but the, I, it's so good. Uh, anyway, uh, cut to Blade Trendy. Y'all, this, this was fun. I enjoyed Blade Trendy, but maybe I'm alone in this. Maybe not. Kenny, is there any context you can drop on us? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We're getting right to it. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm. I've been off for a week. I'm resting. You're I'm hungry. To go. Uh, much like I'm the vampires in this movie. Uh, one of the yes. things that we like to do for people that are just starting with listening to our podcast with the Blade Trinity episode is provide a little bit of context of why someone might find this a guilty pleasure film by reading a negative review on the podcast. And so I picked what I think is one of the best of the best uh, in a review titled Blade Trinity, reviewed by Mark Sabloff, Friday, December 10th, 2004, of the Austin Chronicle. Austin, we live local in Austin. Local kid. Uh, a local kid. Adult sensibilities. <laughs> Anyways, in the review, and I quote, <clears throat> There are many reasons to dislike this third and hopefully final entry in the Marvel Comics adapted series about Wesley Whoa. Snipes' high-tech vampire slayer. But of all the missteps made and absurdities offered, the most glaring is the casting of what appears to be a steroidal Euro-trash pimp as no less than Dracula. In the swirling obtuse plotline, Dominic Purcell's Dracula is a literal throwback, unearthed and resurrected by the mo modern-day vampire nation as part of their nefarious scheme to dot, 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 bleed people dry. This time, Blade teams up with a group of youthful underground vampire hunters saddled with the unfortunate moniker of the Night Stalkers. Even Blade makes fun of this, who resemble nothing so much as a black leather turbocharged version of Scooby-Doo's Mystery Inc. gang. Jessica Biel is apparently subbing for Daphne, and as the illegitimate daughter of Blade's pal Whistler, Christopherson, looking as aged as a sun like Dracula, she leads into battle the wise-cracking former vamp Hannibal King, Ryan Reynolds, and comic Patton Oswalt, among other bloody misfits. Beale, for all her high-kicking athleticism in the role, is burdened with what must be the most obvious bit of product placement in recent memory, namely an Apple iPod, which she spends an inordinate amount of time fiddling with before laying waste to various and sundry evildoers, never mind the ridiculousness of a hand-to-hand -hand fighter leaping into the fray, minus her sense of hearing what's really awful is the generic thud and grind of the cheesy industrial new metal that she prefers. What? Wagner costs too much to download on iTunes? 
director David S. Goyer, who penned Guillermo del Toro's exemplary Blade 2, give a point to Aaron, strips down the sequel to the bare bones as far as style and substance, resulting in a choppy melange of straight-to-video editing and a surfeit of disintegration effects. Even Blade looks more pissed off than usual, which is saying a lot. The poor guy must realize it's the end of the line, barring an unlikely team-up with Ghost Rider in the near future. Whoa. And now, after I've read this review, the score is Aaron one, the rest of us zero. Yep. And we are the rules. We so are I keeping do it, points for this episode. Yep. It's a <sighs> point based podcast, and we Especially, all know about it. Yeah. Do I get like five points for being a lioness? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, Olivia's okay. in the lead now, five, and then uh, Aaron's yeah. in second. At one, and Kenny and I are tied right. for last yeah. with zero. Oh boy, I liked this movie. It was fun. It had Ryan Reynolds. It had Penn Oswald, and the action was fun. I rest my case. All right, that's been another episode of Shame Watch. <laughs> 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 uh, um, it's. <sighs> I'm I mean, it's got vampire dildos, you know? It it's... does. Oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> Well, not just vampire, Dracula dildos. Dracula, it's got what the people want. Which, by the way, yeah. Dracula, Drake, could get it. Oh, he's, yeah. He's I mean, hot, I'll give him as, that. As, a, as Deacon Frost's yeah. widow, former bae, um, the thirst definitely transferred to Drake in this yeah. movie. Yeah. I, I mean, he's he hunky. Yeah, yeah, he hunky. I mean, Abigail Whistler though. Oh, hello, dude. Seriously, like I thought about like potential Halloween costume. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, she kind of looks like how they wanted ScarJo to look for Black Widow almost. Hmm. Okay. That I could be digging, That's like kind take. of like, like a badass woman, who's just like, just killing it, just doing badass things. Who with listens her to iPod Apple Nano. music? Into each battle, she listens to her iPod. You know, <laughs> new metal boy. That that dates this whole <laughs> series of films. Uh, it's, yeah, it's oh boy, oh boy. Well. For this one, so Wesley Snipes came out of this out of Blade Two, really respecting Del Toro. There was a really great relationship with Del Toro and Snipes, to the point where they said, "Hey, if there's a third one, Del Toro, Del Toro, would you consider it?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'd consider no, it." No, 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 no. Aaron, uh, say then it Hellboy like came out. <laughs> I'm nodding because that's how he would react. Said Just, on an audio wonderful. podcast. Uh, well, he he likes to keep his glasses down, so I'll. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Did Del Toro direct Hellboy? Yeah. Yes, he directed Hellboy and Hellboy Two, uh, the Golden Army. He direct and Hellboy has always been his passion project. So when they said, "Hey, will you do uh, Blade Three or Blade Trinity?" He was like, "Yeah, I can." I he nodded, and um, then Hellboy got greenlit and he dropped everything and said, "Fuck y'all, I'm doing Hellboy instead." <laughs> No. He didn't say fuck y'all, but he he just dropped everything and ran straight to Hellboy. So if it looks a little messy, 
it, it was a hastily Listen. put together production? Yes. I'm all for it. I mean, it, I legitimately had fun in this movie because it was just nonstop action and Ryan Reynolds being witty and fun. And that's I mean, all I yeah, can ask this for is, in the movie. This is a nice, light and fluffy uh, action movie. The last vestiges of the kind of new metal action movies that were coming out mm-hmm. uh, around this time. Uh, the last gasp of those 90s style superhero movies. Um, yeah. And then this was made, when was this made? 2004? 2004, I yeah. believe. So, like, the next year Batman Begins comes and kind of changes. Yeah. Really? In June of 2005. And suddenly everything is grim, gritty, and dark after that. Yeah. Oh, man. I miss fun superhero movies. Superhero movies used to be fun. Uh, Like uh, Shazam and Aquaman. Oh, I love Shazam. And most of the Marvel Wonder movies. Woman, also yeah. Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, did anybody see the first looks of Cheetah for Kristen Wiig? Christ- I haven't seen Wonder an official. Woman? I saw look. a silhouette. Uh, I saw like a tiny glimpse in like some promotional art, and it looked it looked fine. Looks like a cheetah. No lioness, just a cheetah. I was going to say, I was like, but is she a lioness? Uh, Aaron, that was really charitable. Uh, Of course, that earns you another point. Oh, Olivia, watch out. Aaron's getting the gun for that top seat. So I've been saying how much I love the film, but I noticed no one else is. (laughs) I liked it. Okay, Um, I guess as somebody who's now seen the, the trilogy for the first time, and that's how we I refer to these films, the trilogy. The trilogy. <laughs> um, the Thirst Trap trilogy. Yeah. Um, I liked this film, but I felt like something was missing from it. I felt like Blade himself wasn't really featured. I don't know if that makes sense. I just feel like he was kind of cast off more to the side. And, oh, Aaron, are you coughing? Does that mean I get a point? I mean, yeah, of course. I'm... Yeah, I'm not handing out points, but if Kenny feels he deserves a point. Uh, that's really okay. selfless, Aaron. Uh, three more points. I don't know. So what... where are we at now? We Olivia is six. Four? This is why I was a journalist. Olivia is six, Aaron that. is five, and both Girl, James and I are at zero. zero. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, anyway, so I just felt like they left Blade as an <laughs> afterthought. Like The focus was primarily on, obviously, Drake. I mean, he was, I mean, he was banging, but yeah. then you also had the focus on Abigail Whistler, which is cool because I like the whole backstory. She's Whistler's daughter. And then you have Hannibal King, you know, Ryan Reynolds before we like really got to know Ryan Reynolds. Hell we're just yeah. kind of as we we're starting to get used to him, but I'm like, maybe the second act of this movie, I was like, is this Blade Trinity or is this? <laughs> Night Stalker. Uh, is this whitewashed version of Blade? I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, first off, the reason that Drake was probably popping off the screen is because he was spending a good portion uh, in his feelings. So that would be... No? No one? Like Go the, on? Like the Drake song. Like, like the, the rapper? Song in my fe- 
Oh, oh yeah. Right. I don't. I don't know. I don't. And of I, course, I, I just penalized myself two right. points. I mean, Dracula Drake was the best I ever had. <sighs> Great joke. That's another two points for Olivia. <laughs> what? I don't understand the joke. Oh my god! Is that a song? Yeah. Yes, and it okay. it coincides with my thirstiness. Well, I got that much. <laughs> Listen, we're all pretty thirsty because of quarantine. Hashtag lioness. <laughs> And the score right now is uh, Olivia eight, Aaron five, James zero, and I'm at a negative two for having. Why I had to explain the joke. It's not successful. Anytime here. you have to explain a joke, negative two points. We all know that. Those are the rules. I should, Kenny, well, you're doing I should, great at scorekeeping. I should get negative three because I didn't understand. For being the altruistic, joke. that uh, propels you up six points. Uh, so now it's Olivia. Eight, Aaron five, James six, and I'm down at negative two. What? What would someone just walking in to this podcast? We've been playing this right game now. for the entire ever since our first episode. We've been playing this game. Who is Olivia? This lioness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but outside of my rad, awesome Drake joke, we've been we've been building Snipey Lie. We've been talking about Wesley Snipes' career trajectory. The reason that we're covering Wesley Snipes' filmography because we wanted to talk about Blade or we wanted to talk about Wesley Snipes as a bit of an auteur with this series because he is one of the big creative forces of this trilogy. And it is this film that we have kind of been building to because this one, it seems, had the most disastrous production. Uh... I'm going to read this quote from David S. Goyer, a writer and director of this film, as well as the writer of the uh, of the three Blade films and a uh, co-writer of Batman Begins, which is coming out next year. And then I'm going to hand it over to Aaron. Well, I'm going to read this quote. I'm going to drop a GIF into the Zoom chat so you can all see it. And then I'm going to pass this off to Aaron to take the context away because I think Aaron uh, is uh, classes deep in this. From David S. Goyer. The other thing that happened in this scene is that Blade opened his eyes and on the day, Wesley did not open his eyes. Snipes was so unwilling to acquiesce to the demands of the production that he refused to open his eyes for the camera. And so his eyeballs had to be CGI'd into a scene instead. And open that gif because that is the gif of CGI Wesley Snipes' eyes. What, what, what? the hell? <laughs> How did I not I'll notice that? that social media. I don't. What? And this is. This is the production in a nutshell, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say that, Aaron? The baton yeah. has been passed. Yeah. Uh, so Ryan Reynolds, still to this day, says he has never met Wesley Snipes. He's only met Blade, um, and that's on the account of two reasons. Um, he was not vibing with this, kind of like a lot of what Olivia said, because for the most part, except I mean, even when you know in Blade. Uh, in Blade 2 there's those misfits of vampire hunters and assassins that he's with but he's clearly the spearhead of that you know group as opposed to this one it's almost like like Blade and Friends yeah. kinda like it's 
a weird ragtag bunch. He wasn't vibing with it. He was not getting along with Ryan Reynolds. He was not, apparently the only people he got a lo- person he got along with really like went out to dinner and stuff with Chris Christopherson. And you know, Chris Christopherson had limited to uh, to any limited any kind of you know interaction with a lot of people in films except for Blade. Uh, except for Wesley Snipes, sorry. Um, but, yeah, apparently it was kind of onset hell for everybody. Um, another rumor is that he just stayed in his trailer all day smoking, just like, you know, burning through packs of cigarettes and uh, supposedly smoking weed too, just on set and just kind of giving everybody hell. And um, there's a couple of improvised lines by Ryan Reynolds as well, uh, kind of touching on, like he says... Uh, how about you try blinking? Apparently that was just thrown in there because he was just frustrated <laughs> with with Wesley at that point. But to be honest, you know, probably like if you would have asked me this, you know, five years ago, um, I would have been like, oh, he's kind of he's he's being kind of a diva. I don't think so. I, I think for what he's built and what he was doing and what he knows he could have been a part of. I think he felt kind of, you know, given the short end of the stick. Like, this, you know, we... What we know now, we did not know was going to happen in 2004. We, You know, MCU, MCU was starting to burble. There was some idea of, hey, we could turn this into an expanded universe. Right. And, you know, then Goyer lit that fuse with The Dark Knight and... You know, then, you know, comic books really took off. And I I think Wesley got kind of a short end of a stick because Patton Oswalt goes into great detail that it was not fun working with with Wesley. Oh, snap. Yeah, it it was not a fun production. You were lucky if you saw him on set and he only uh, would go by Blade on set. If you said, hey, Wesley, or can I get snipes to the floor? He would not you know, acknowledge you, you had to call him. Uh, Yeah. I pulled up this interview, uh, from Patton Oswalt from AV club. Um, AV club asks the question or, or posits about Wesley Snipes, uh, behavior. If you were trying to be in character all the time as a vampire killer, uh, being high all the time might not help in response to, uh, Wesley Snipes smoking. Um, and Patton Oswalt says, a lot of the lines that Ryan Reynolds has were just a result of Wesley not being there. We would all just think of things for him to say and then cut to Wesley's face not doing anything because that's all we could get from him. It was kind of funny. We were like, what are the worst jokes and puns that we could say to this guy? And then it would just be his face going, mm, smiles are contagious. It's so, so dumb. That was an example of a very troubleshoot that we made fun. You have to find a way to make it fun. Yeah. Wow. That makes me sad. Still like the movie, though. It's it's, still it's a miracle that this movie is cohesive at all, considering yeah. that yeah. The, the main actor that this franchise is built on was so uncooperative. And I, I, it's, it's unacceptable behavior, hands down. But at the same time, I, I think how many unreported things of diva-like behavior like this are forgiven. Marlon Brando, for instance, like people were jumping, uh, were, were, were just 
trying to work with Brando as much as possible. It would be a miracle if you could get Brando. And Brando would be the biggest diva ever on set, but he's still like this legendary actor. But at the same time, Wesley Snipes does things that are like actually probably less than Brando. Uh, and he kind of gets blackballed until, quite honestly, Dolomite is my name. Like, that's the first time where people are like, oh, wow, wow. Wesley Snipes is back and giving a good performance. Like, they brought him back for Expendables 3 because Stallone wanted to work with him and it's just about getting as many action stars in there. And again, it's not mm-hmm. acceptable behavior. I mean, Hollywood sets in general are just awful, miserable terrible places and no one should work in movies yeah uh it's an absolute nightmare but at the same time if we're holding up a mirror to wesley snipes then at the same time we need to hold a mirror up to the rest of the diva behavior that is allowed to happen uh and Mm -hmm. and call it out it's it's unfair for for snipes to be targeted like this i mean bruce willis and cop out comes to mind Apparently, he was atrocious to just everybody. And from what I can hear, Bruce Willis wasn't... It was it was unacceptable. It was uncooperative. But at the same time, he just wouldn't talk. He just wouldn't give you anything. Bruce Willis verbally attacked you. <laughs> like, And I'm only laughing out of awkwardness. Like, You shouldn't act like that. You're a human being yeah. talking and working with another human being. Wesley just didn't show up. Like again, still awful. You're getting you're getting paid, you know, money to do this. But at the same time, like he got a lot of flack for for not liking what he was given and not liking being acknowledged for what he had done. And, and I don't know, maybe maybe you guys can take a take a crack at this too, but it kind of feels like like Blade was kind of simmering down I think you kind of touched on this, Kenny, kind of simmering down the Blade 3, excuse me, was simmering down those 90s action movies of new age metal and and just kind of weird. Like it almost like where it could be like a really good sci fi. I mean, most definitely. I think you hit the nail on the head. And this kind of aesthetic was going out of style because 9-11 was brought about a completely different aesthetic with our art where we were just like, right, but also isn't everything kind of the worst? What if everything was dark? And that's why that's why the Christopher Nolan Batman movies take off so hard. Um, well, mm-hmm. B- Batman Begins performed admirably and then Dark Knight just goes into the stratosphere. Even though Iron Man is lighter in tone, it's still taking its cues from... But how do we make this real? How do we make this believable? And how do we make this psychologically complex? As opposed to the Blade trilogy, which is just... He doesn't he doesn't have a character arc. He's, he is spouting one-liners that are more in the vein of 80s and 90s. Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Wesley Snipes action heroes. It's great. Yeah. It's great. And it's refreshing as a piece of throwback cinema. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I can also imagine mm-hmm. at this time kind of feeling like this is a little bit past its prime well it's like how we feel about grim dark stuff now like it's like okay we get it uh you're dark and, and that's edgy. why this podcast will stand on a pedestal and say that yep. batman and robin hands down is the second best batman movie uh, batman, uh, right behind lego robin. batman movie <laughs> 
Yeah, it's um, but all in all, like, and I think another thing too is I'd imagine Ryan Reynolds is a lot. Can we all agree with that? I can kind of see that. I mean, also, I mean, I I love the Rye guy, but also kind of judging him, very much judging him for getting married on a plantation. Ew, not, Ooh. not good. Yeah, he and Blake Lively got married in South Carolina, I believe, but it was like on a plantation. Uh, oh, right. Pu- I uh, yeah, which sucks because I love them both. Yeah, yeah. me too. Just poor choice uh, of menu. Those white people. I did pull this fact about Ryan Reynolds from the INDB, and I thought, uh, if the court will permit me, uh, I thought this was pretty interesting. Thank Permitted. you. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, Ryan Reynolds plays a wisecracking type that is not unlike his later roles in Deadpool and Deadpool 2. Yeah. That's a piece of trivia from IMTV. Uh, May I go on a tangent? Uh, As soon as I give myself one point for nailing that joke. Yes. Yeah. I say you give yourself two points, Kenny. Yeah. And again, as we've established, anyone can award points at any time. Oh. Oh, then I want to give Kenny three points for keeping score. Yeah. Aww. Now I'm going to give Kenny five points just because Thank he's you. my friend. Uh, wow. Uh, that puts me neck and neck with Olivia for our first place. James is uh, second place with six. And Aaron uh, trailing behind with a whopping five points. Uh, and Aaron, I'm going to give you a point so you can match with James. Six points. Yay. We're, bu- we're buddies. Awesome. Uh, can I get granted my tangent? Granted. granted. Granted, but that will use up one of your points. You know, it's worth it. It's worth it because I want to have got Deadpool 3 and the tragedy that we're not getting it. We'll be getting it. Uh, we're definitely going to get it at some point. Do you, do you think? Yeah. De- well, have you? Did, I, did Deadpool 3 come out? or? Was no, it no, 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 no. Uh, because last I heard, Disney has no plans to make a Deadpool 3. Okay, I was like, I don't remember a third one coming out. I remember seeing the second one, and mm-hmm. Celine Dion was featured. Yeah. <laughs> second one was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's... So So what was it about Deadpool 3? I'm just sad that we're not going to get it, because Disney says they're Wait, not gonna It's make going it. to come out. It's too much of a morbid curiosity that even people that are uninterested in Deadpool be like, but, but what? How are they going to make fun of the MCU? You just have right. to scratch yeah. the itch. I know people want it. I just don't think Disney's going to get it. They'll get it. But will it be at the R rating? Because uh, has Disney made an R-rated Marvel no. film yet? No, but and when they put Hamilton on Disney+, Plus, there's three notable F-bombs in the musical, and I think they only took out two? Am I yes. Correct? Yeah, they left one okay. in. I, uh, I, but I have to go back and watch it because I don't remember when they dropped the, the one that they let us have. Yeah, I, I forget. Uh, when I heard it, I'm like, oh, right. I yeah, mean, I believe a PG-13 uh, film can have at most two F-bombs. Uh, I remember this because Social Network has two F-bombs. Oh, uh, and because with my, with my real-life Bay Andrew Garfield. Hey. And because Olivia mentioned He's Hamilton, she gets that charming. Hamilton bump, so she's bumped up yes. two points to ten. What I think will happen with Deadpool, um, I think 
just to garner curiosity, just to dip the toe, just just to make people give people a little taste of what they want. Mm, I go. think they're gonna do a a video of a casting call for Wolverine, and I think <laughs> Deadpool would be one of the agents, yeah, giving a thumbs up or a thumbs down, yeah. and that would that will be kind of Disney's. I think that'd be a good tip dip in the dip of the toe yeah. to see if. Uh, they want to play with it some more, and it'll be very PG thirteen. It'll just be funny and cute, and a little nod to the fans. Um, but I think that's when Disney will be like, "All right, all right, I don't know, I don't know," because weren't they talking about is Origin still Fox? Twentieth hmm? Century no, Fox. I think they, uh, Marvel owns everything now. Say, say that one more time. Aaron. Well, X Men Origins was that going to be the final? 20th century fox oh you're talking about the new mutants uh new mutants yes uh it was supposed to come out like i think a week or two after quarantine started like it was it was just about to come out and it is the last x-men 20th century fox film because that thing has been in it's been in the can for years yeah it's been done since like 2017 yeah at at the longest since 2018, it wouldn't be out of the realm of saying yeah. that it's been done since 2017. I don't remember immediately, but yeah, that's 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 done. And Fox is, or sorry, Disney is still waiting for a theatrical window to open up to open up New Mutants. Uh, yeah, they keep pushing back the live action Mulan. Yeah, and Black Widow. Remember when that was supposed? We to come were out? so close yeah. to having another James Bond movie. Um, and Fast and Furious, y'all, that, that's kicked back to next year. They did the smartest move. They saw this pandemic coming and they're like, you know what? Let's push it next year and we won't worry. Good move. Good good and move, it, Dom Toretto. Good move. That gives, that gives me more time to watch all the other films. Hey. Oh, <laughs> Olivia, I will watch them right there with you. I can't wait to marathon they're, them they're again. All, New Patreon content? They're all on yes. my voodoo. They're all yes. on my voodoo. Let's log into Kenny's voodoo and watch them all. Oh, Kenny, you get so a fun. point. Oh, thank you. Offering. Except for Hobson Shaw. I need to buy that one. Uh, but I've been. <laughs> Hobson Shaw was. I've been slow on that one because I didn't like it. Uh, I thought it was. That's fair. <laughs> uh, my tangent is over. I'm going to tie it back to Blade now. How? So now that we've watched the trilogy, how do we think uh, Marvel Blade's going to be different? To the trendy, uh, the trilogy we just saw. Aaron's ready. He slapped down his desk, broke the desk, and is now lighting it on fire that says, I'm excited, I'm ready. I didn't know this. Uh, supposedly, Mahershala Ali not only called Kevin Feige, he was taking promotional shots as Shut Blade. Up. That's awesome. Yeah, Talk that's about what... calling your shot. <laughs> right? Good lord. Like, what a power move. Yeah. Damn. He was getting those thirst traps ready. Yeah, real. So what I think about the upcoming Blade film by MCU is when you have somebody who is two for two in Oscars, one of those Oscars he won, he had less than 20 minutes of screen time. Like, come on. This dude is immensely talented. I I think depending where they take... I don't know what the story is going to be. I just know Mahershala is going to kill it. He's going to do phenomenal. If they bring Wesley in as Whistler, 
You got you, you you're winning me over with the fan service. Um, if you acknowledge him in any way, I will be so appreciative. Um, but yeah, I think, and I really hate if they do some sort of like tie-in with with Ghost Rider or anything. But what I like about this is this: if if Blade is the first one to go in it with the with the dark um, like superhero films, and what I mean by dark is like the the dark spirits and stuff like that. It really gets me excited for more things that could be done, especially that could light a fire for Justice League Dark, which Del Toro has expressed that he really wants to be in charge of that. And at this point, I think they would just go ahead and give it to him to do Justice League Dark. But I think the same way that Blade had an effect on the entire franchise, on the entire scope of superhero films, I think Blade and MCU is going to light a a more interesting fire of more interesting stories coming out of, of comic book films. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I, I, I like Blade's story. I, di I didn't really have any familiarity with it before Snipey Lie, but I liked the, the fact that, you know, he is who he is because his mom got bit by a vampire when she was expecting him. Mm -hmm. Like that's just, that's pretty cool. And then just, him being able to uh, get away with or not be affected by the traditional things that vampires are normally threatened by. Um, I think that's a really interesting detail. And that's why it, it it's disheartening to see Blade just being put to the side in this last film. You know, you usually, you either with prequels, you either have it like where the third film kind of ties everything up very nicely or it's a hot dumpster fire. Uh, and I've, I, to be honest with you, I was actually kind of confused by the end because I wasn't sure if Blade, you know, succumbed to the anecdote, antidote that um, was developed or if he died. I don't know. It was just, it was confusing at first and then it wasn't until later. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> That's fair. I, th I like to think he's still out there killing some vampires. Okay. Keeping the world safe at night. I think what is... I, go ahead, Kenny. You know what? I talk a lot. You go, James. No. no, Ken, no. Kenny, go, you Kenny, go, go, Kenny. Okay, here we go. Uh, one of the things... this is These movies are smaller stories, even though in this movie, Blade... Well, I guess uh, in the first movie, Blade defeats a god. And in this one, he defeats all vampires period um but these are still smaller stories that the world is not at stake the city is not at stake very often these are one-on-one -on -one fights where he's not even saving anyone he's just kind of taking care of business the mcu movies have not been small uh cities and planets and galaxies and universes have always been in trouble very rarely have the stakes been super small. And I think by bringing in Blade allows them to do smaller scale stories uh, with also a financial guarantee of the Marvel name, which is if, if the MCU is going to be sustainable, because this is phase five, you got to scale the stories down and have you you have to have the conflict be so much more emotional 
so much more personal as opposed to bringing half the universe back. The multiverse is at stake. Only you can prevent this with the five gemstones. I was just doing uh, a mockery. Can you redub Thanos, of most... James? Can, can I, you redub Thanos? Oh, hey, guys. I'm going to snap my fingers so I can destroy everything. Oh, I thought you were going to start singing that Snap Your Fingers song by Lil John. Snap Olivia, does it look like I know that song? <laughs> See, Aaron knows it, so he gets a Aaron point. Aaron gets a point. That puts Aaron <laughs> at seven. Uh, Olivia's at 10. I'm at nine. And James is at five. What? Nice. I, Kenny, I think you touched on a really, really, really good point. Oh, um, thank you. Because uh, a lot of people forget that uh, Blade actually predominantly takes place in his home base is New Orleans. So, oh, yeah. like, to me, yeah, in the films, it's it's always been like a New York vibe. Wow, um, the, another superhero movie set in New York. Another superhero movie set in New York. Greatest city in the world. So if we had it like in New Orleans, that kind of expands literally the Marvel Cinematic yeah. map because you have uh, Ant-Man in San Francisco, which is going to lead things towards, you know, the new Avengers base over there. And then you have New York with the Avengers base there. But, you know, though in New Orleans, that could tie in a whole lot of different things. You have... Yeah, Blade there. You can also bring up Gambit as well if they ever decide to go ahead and greenlight that movie again, which I don't. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen, but there's more things you could touch on there. And in New Orleans, again, it kind of expands that universe a little bit. And you can have those smaller stories where it's not impacting San Francisco and it's not impacting New York. So I think you really touch on a good point there, Kenny, that it's it's allowing for smaller stories where the universe isn't not at stake, you know, probably a city maybe possibly could be taken over by vampires. I mean, yeah, but don't they try to do the smaller stories with the Netflix series? Like Jessica Except Jones and Luke That Cage. was not, not quite MCU. Yeah, they, it's not not MCU, yeah. but it doesn't tie in as opposed to Blade, which will be 1000% right, MCU. Right, 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 right. Um, I'm trying to think of something where it was just kind of a person-to-person battle, uh, or just something that's personal. I mean, the first Iron Man, the first two? Iron Man, uh, because it's a fight between Tony uh, and Obadiah Stane. Um, what oh. about uh, Ant Man and Oh yeah, Ant Man Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant Ant Man in general, yeah, yeah. Uh, Iron Man three. About Spider Man Homecoming. Because Vulture really doesn't. Was he I mean, he, want, he doesn't want to take uh, over anything, does he? He just wants money, doesn't Except he? Except that Vulture yeah. brings down uh, Tony's giant plane in into Coney yeah. Island and kind of destroys the city. Yeah, I don't sure. remember that. What about what about? Uh, oh no, never mind. I was going to say uh, <laughs> Spider-Man: Far From Home, but Mysterio is like trying to take off, take over all. Yeah, Stark. but. I thought you were going to mention The Amazing Spider-Man with my bae, Andrew Garfield. But... Well, then there's that, where he's real snarky, and then the construction oh, workers 
give him the crane to help. With the worst New York accent in the history of film. Okay, but like cut him some slack because he he's also he's English and American. Just just don't do it. Like that's no, all you I'm have on to Olivia's do. side. I'm on Olivia's side. He was a good uh, uh, Spider Man. He was, was, but he didn't. Okay, I've got a funny. I've got a funny side note. It's granted, but okay. Be warned, counselor. This does use up one of your points. It's 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 gonna be worth it when I when I tell it. Um. So when that movie was coming out in 2011, I used to have a subscription to Entertainment Weekly, but um, my love for Andrew Garfield goes like way back, and like never let me go way back. And um, before I was like kind of decent at Photoshop and like I'm not even that great at Photoshop, I may or may not have uh, Photoshopped (laughs) um, the Entertainment Weekly photo of him and Emma Stone with (laughs) me and Andrew Garfield. There it is. It's (laughs) funny because I've been madly in love with Emma Stone since Easy A. Let me see if I can find this photo for y'all. And then for for the listeners, I'll put it in the social media and because olivia is generating content she gets two points and i'm gonna throw an extra point on there because uh she reminded me of my love of and because stone. james uh, is being generous that gives him another point so, kenny you're, you're still killing it on this scorekeeper go ahead and give yourself two you. points uh and because you know what I'm, I'm gonna give everyone a point just because i'm really glad y'all are in my life thank you uh Aww. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to find be, it, guys. Because so Aaron's hair is looking fine, I'm giving him four points. Oh, nice! Again, this is this is before like I was kind of decent at Photoshop. Oh, and then there's another photo of me, um, like pretending to be asleep while cradling my eye touch, which my eye touch, which has an image of Andrew Garfield. Nice, here's, nice. Here's that photo. I'll send you that photo. Uh, while Olivia is digging, what else do we have to say about Blade Trinity? This is Parker Posey. Yeah. Yes, it has it has Parker Posey. Um, this is one of Jessica Biel's uh, most expensive uh, endeavors because she broke a thirty thousand dollar camera. What? <laughs> yeah, she got so good at uh, archery. That there's one scene where they have her shoot an arrow directly, like they, they tell her shoot it at the the lens. We actually we have plexiglass. You're fine, but oh, there's no. breaks in the plexiglass so that way it can like you know fo- force the energy out. She had such a pinpoint accuracy that she got the arrow to hit directly into the the little space hole, go through it, and go through the lens and then through the camera. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, talk about a badass, dude. You told me to hit the camera. That's Yeah, that's what she said. She was like, I, I thought you said it was safe to hit the camera. It's actually in the uh, Blade 3 uh, bonus features. That sh- uh, like, And it- it's so cute. She just kind of like freaks out. She's like, you-, you said there was plexiglass. <laughs> and-, and it was just like straight through. That's incredible. But I honestly like Jessica Biel's performance. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of hers. I I don't know, like no, nothing like in particular that I dislike about her. It's just 
she's I guess maybe also I haven't seen enough of her, her filmography, but I did like her. In I mean, this she movie. hasn't left that much of an imprint cinematically. Uh, we've covered her on yeah. I'm now pronouncing Chuck and Larry. Oh, which I gave the coveted half star. Yeah. Wasn't that 2003? Was it? Or, no. I think anger management was. Yes, I think I Chuck and Larry was Chuck probably two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, that sounds about right. Boy, what a terrible movie! What's yeah. that? I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Two thousand seven. They should have uh, known better. Yeah. And the yeah. worst part is that it was yeah. in the Netflix yeah. top ten last week. I'm so furious. Oh, jeez. Well, it appeals to a certain type of yeah. people. I will say that without being too pointed, but uh, I, I think it's time to play the Rotten Tomatoes game. Yes, guys, I can't find this photo right now, but I, if I find it by show day, I'll put it on the Which social photo? media. Nice. Nice. What photo? Real, real uh, quick. Photoshop. Oh, I found it already. I dropped it in the chat. Yeah, man. You did? No. How did the... you find it? I not find it. Because I scrolled through your p- pictures. What? All my oh, thirst traps. Yeah. Uh, can you uh, say that creepier, please? Yeah, I was scrolling, I was scrolling through your pictures. <laughs> oh, he did oh, find you. it! He did find it! Oh my god! Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Keep in mind, I was, uh, I was definitely a novice at Photoshop. All right. Uh, so the Rotten Tomatoes game. Okay. Wait, hold on. Can we all agree that Hannibal King is probably like the coolest name? Yeah. Next to yeah. Ryan Reynolds is amazing. He's next to Hannibal model. Chow. I'm so sorry, Aaron. Yeah, like yeah, it in yeah. Okay, Hannibal Chow might top it, but I kind of think that's why Wesley might have been yeah. a little mad. Like I'm Blade. You can't have a cooler name than Blade. Hannibal King. Hannibal. Hi, I'm Hannibal King. You're not wrong. Aaron? You're not wrong. It, it's it, I, I'd be pretty pissed. Like, no, I had the coolest name. Whistler's cool too. That's a cool name. But I feel like him and Chris Christopherson had a pretty good relationship. So he was like, "I'll let you have the second coolest name." Uh, I'm gonna say sixty-three percent. Hold on a second. Uh, for that observation, Aaron, I'll give you two points. Uh, and I also need to explain what the Rotten Tomatoes game is. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes game is based off of the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system, and assigns a percentage on how many people might think a movie is either fresh or rotten. This is not a score that a film is X percent good. It is only a score of how many people liked it. I'll be asking for two numbers, uh, both the critical score for Blade Trinity as well as the audience approval rating. I'll be asking for the numbers without going under and folks, because we are playing for points today. I will need you to place a wager before uh, you make the guess. And to recap the scores, uh, James, unfortunately you are uh, dead last with a whopping seven points. I am third with 12. Uh, Olivia, you are in second with 13. And Aaron, you are currently on the top of the leaderboard with 14 points. Whoa. This will decide it. This is for, uh, as they say back in Oklahoma, this is for the whole bag of cats. Wait, hold on. Pause. If I said the whole kitten caboodle, 
mean pause or pause? Excellent joke, Olivia. That pause. gives you another two points. And she skyrockets. Skyrockets. So sorry. So wait, does anyone does anyone else say King Caboodle? No. Or is that an Ohio thing? I've, I've heard, heard of kitten caboodle. Yeah. And I myself just made up the back of cats thing. That's not a thing that people in Oklahoma say at all. Oh. Oh. <laughs> kitten caboodle is a thing sure. in Ohio. So that's and no one plays for a back of cats anywhere. Except I, in Bowling Green, Ohio. <sighs> Come on down to Bowling Green, Ohio. We have so many cats. Well, not right now. Yeah, don't so. do that. Yeah, yeah. After the pandemic, which I still have to uh, show you all around. That's the Dairy Queen, and there's the two uh, hills. I mean, listen, the Dairy Queen went downhill after uh, they sold it to the franchise, but it's fine. It's still fine, but we could go to Campus Poly Eyes where we can get some stuffed breadsticks, and then we can go climb the two hills. And because Jeans has brought up the two hills, that gives him additional two points, bringing up his total to nine, because uh, one point for each hill. That's uh, right. <laughs> James, what is your guess for the critical approval rating for Blade Trinity? Uh, I'm going to say 63 points, and I'm going to wager four of my own Four points. points. 63% yep, and waging. High. Four points. Why 63? Yep. Uh, I, think some, I think some of the critics think this is redeemable, and honestly, I just got to go high. Can't go under. I can't afford to go uh, under. James is going high because he cannot afford to go low. Uh, I can afford oh, to go Olivia. Olivia <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the confidence. Olivia. <laughs> see if it pays off. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, the lioness. Don't listen to this part. <laughs> Olivia, what is your guess? <laughs> Olivia, what is your guess? For a yes, credit score? Um, I'm going to say 35. 35. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. I don't think critics like this movie. And what are you wagering? Three Three points. points. Playing it safe. Playing it safe. Yes. Thanks, man. Uh, Aaron, uh, James said 63. Olivia said 35. Now, you could say a number that is much higher than Olivia's, or you could say something that is much lower. A reminder, you are in second place, which for this game means absolutely nothing. It means everything. I'm going to wager four points, and I'm going to say 48. 48. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm thinking a vast majority of critics did not like this, but there were some that were like, hey, Wesley's cool. (laughs) Uh, Well, one of you is closest without going under, and that person... Is Olivia? What? The critical score is twenty six percent. That puts Olivia at eighteen points, Aaron at ten points, and James at five points. And I am unchanged because I'm not playing this game. Whoa! Uh, outstanding. Oh, man. Uh, but it's still anyone's game because this game is completely arbitrary. Out of yeah, both under and on correct. top. Out of four hundred thirty-eight thousand. Man, we are a thirsty bunch. <laughs> out of four. Quarantine has been affecting us. Uh, out of four hundred thirty-eight thousand one hundred forty-seven audience ratings, 
starting with Mr. Salinas, uh, what do you think the approval rating is for Blade? Let me finish. Trinity. First of all, that's a shitload <laughs> for for this movie. <laughs> um, uh, I feel like people are like me because, like, I'm still a sucker for it. This is still in the top three sure. of Blade films, but it's just You're still a blood sucker for this movie. I'm I'm a blood sucker for Blade, man. I'm gonna. I'm going to wager 12 wow. points. Whoa. 12 points, and I'm going to say 68. 68%. Oh, I didn't say 69. Uh, right wagering there. 12 points. Uh, Miss Juarez. I'm going to wager five points, and my my belief is that the audience score is fifty five. Fifty five percent wagering five points. Very interesting. Very interesting. Gotta keep it consistent. Mr. Fight. Again, you are at five right. points. All right, Kenny, I'm gonna make you okay. a deal. To bet. 30 points. 30 points or wager of 30 I points. would like to offer up if I lose this you get to choose a movie I do commentary to that being the stakes said have never been higher with oh kind of hoping he wins so. <laughs> with 30 points on the line I'm gonna thread the needle and say 62 percent Ooh, ooh. Oh, Kenny, come on. 30 points on the line and a commentary of my choosing. Yep. Uh, Olivia at 55% wagering 5 and Aaron at 68% wagering 12. One of you is closest without going under, but some... I will admit, I really like this point system, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but someone, it, as a whole but someone has indeed gone under. James, you pull it out from behind. Yes! <laughs> yes! Winning the game! 35 points! The I correct win. answer is 59%. Oh. Oh. I, was, I was under... You I mean, are under that's, that's an okay James skyrockets to 35% and, and I get to choose Agreed. a commentary for James. Oh my gosh. James, you know what? Because you won, you'll get a special discount to my thirst trap. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You that's can redeem those wanted. points. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 55. That's, uh, that's 59. So 59. 59. 59. Okay. I was going to say 60, but then I added three points in case I was too low. So. Oh, wow. That was outstanding. I. Uh, and of course, uh, as per always, uh, whenever we play with a point system, which is always, the person that has the least yep. amount of points at the end of the game must donate $30 to charity. And huh, now that I'm looking at it, it looks like Aaron's in last place with seven points. <laughs> It's uh, I mean, we play the point game every single episode. This is a thing. I, we, we, the points don't the points lie, don't Aaron. lie, Aaron. But the points don't matter either. Ines doesn't lie either. No, no, she, she does not. No, she Look, does I, not. I've never once said that the points don't matter this episode. They always matter. 
Yeah, th- <laughs> what do you think this is? Whose line is it anyway? No, we do serious commentary. Now, I won with 35 <laughs> points, and uh, that's been our episode of Shane Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson wait, for our, our- Wait, wait, The world's changed since your time. The humans have a new podcast. <laughs> it's been our episode of Shane Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rockin' theme song, and to James Garcia for our wait, artwork. Wait, wait, enough! It's not fun anymore. No, it's not, you horse-humping podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Have suggestions, questions, comments, or general Tom Fuller you want to contribute to the pod? Send it our way. Visit us at Instagram. Wait, wait, wait. Kill one man. You're a murderer. Kill a million. A king. Kill them all. A podcast. <laughs> Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at ShameWatchPod so we can talk with you. Finally, you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash shamewatch. It does cost money to put out superb content like this pod, so even a $1 donation can make a huge difference. Uh, Now is part of the time where I uh, quiz my fellow friends and co-hosts about what what the... perks of being on our patreon is starting with olivia what's at the ten dollar level the ten dollar but i can't talk today the ten dollar level you get all of the cool bonus content from all of the lower tiers uh but this particular tier is special because it has haikus written by aaron Mm -hmm. and kenny and then you also get feet pics feet because you don't pay for just one um nope. courtesy of aaron and maybe somebody else on the shame watch crew and yeah that's exactly right uh kenny what's at the seven dollar level what's at the seven dollar level otherwise known as the remorseful level uh you get all of those perks that are available at both the two dollar and five dollar level as well as special behind the scenes photos that you can't get anywhere else you also 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 get to contribute and help pick our next movie marathon whatever that may be maybe even a little bit of contribution for our commentaries that we're doing during the covid crisis that's right it is a crisis wear your mask if you don't wear a mask you're foolish wear a mask hot take and we're taking a stand uh aaron what's what's at the five dollar level what what's going on there Funny you should ask, James. Uh, That's actually also known as our shameful level. This is when you get everything included in the $2 level, including our yummy bits, uh, where you find out what we talk about before the podcast. Um, That concludes the $5 level. And I believe they get a little taste of those juicy bits at the beginning of this episode, don't they, Aaron? Oh, this one's great, guys. You don't want to miss the one that comes with this week. (laughs) It's great. Uh, And finally, at the guilty level... That's our $2 level. We get to, well, first, you get to listen to Shame Watch TV, hosted by our Olivia Slappin Suarez. You get get to listen to our marathon and or commentary episodes that we release. And we say your name on the pod. What else could you want? So, starting with Kenny Madison. Of Austin, Texas. Aaron Ostalinas. Of Austin, Texas. Gene Fight. 
of Bowling Green, Ohio. Alan Smith. Of Leander, Texas. Bradley McPherson. Of Tulsa, okay. Jennifer Steinberg. Of Austin, Texas. Herc. Of Austin, Texas. Ian Keegan. Of Gillette, Wyoming. Danny Cantu. Of San Marcos, Texas. Miranda Suarez. Of San Marcos, Texas. Irene Suarez. Of San Antonio, Texas. And Nolan Barger. Of Austin, Texas. Wait, wait, wait. You said that I could pick a commentary for you to do? I think I picked it. Oh, no. I'm feeling pretty confident. Okay. I want you to do all four hours of Gone with the Wind. Oh, Oh my my God. God. Oh, snap. James, you have no one to blame but yourself. (laughs) It was worth it. I pulled out the win. So if you take chances, you have to face the repercussions. Uh, Look for that (laughs) on Patreon. You can't can't take a break and walk away and stitch it together you have to sit down oh no i i well, never well, do James that is following i will say that i'm gonna work on my commentary soon um it'll probably either be the perfect man featuring hillary duff or a cinderella story featuring oh. hillary duff so some sort of hillary duff movie because she's a queen sure. i think i want to do my cousin Vinny. shocker oh you can wow. find out all this information uh-huh. on our social media platforms and if you donate to patreon so until next time our watch has now ended. Dive at your own risk. Four hours. Yeah, man. Four hours. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>